Welcome back. Whitney, are you ready? Yes, I was just, um, I don't know all the contributors by face, especially since everybody's names are changed. So I wasn't sure if everybody <laughs> for the next panel is in, but uh, I'm sure that it will be good. Hi, everybody. Welcome back from your little break. I'm Whitney Stark, and I am normally based in Amsterdam. I'm currently in Los Angeles, uh, where I'm from half a lifetime ago. And uh, I'm really happy to be here with you all. I, it's really exciting to be a part of a group that has all of these kinds of shared scapes and nexuses and, and um, desires and, and other kinds of things. Um, and uh, I'm really excited for this panel and thank you also to the previous moderators. It was so inspiring to hear how you guys are all telling stories and asking questions that it makes me <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, this idea and that idea. It's really, it's really exciting. So I hope everyone else is, is finding new ways of doing this kind of stuff right now as well. Uh, a couple of things to remind you. Um, so the people who are the like contributors to the five C words who, who wrote the stories that we are, are focusing on for this session, please make sure that you have your video and camera on and audio on if possible. Anybody else who would like to participate uh, verbally, if you think so, um, please also keep your camera on. Otherwise you can turn your camera, if possible, otherwise you can turn your cameras off and rename yourself. You go to the participants, then click on your, hover over your name so you can rename yourself to one of the C words we're focusing on, which are carbon, climate colonialism, community, cycling, and curating. Uh, and also make sure to go to the editorial page, which is in the chat to uh, write some stuff as well. And you can follow the captions if you turn them on. Um, so first, the way that I was thinking to do this for the sake of brevity is I was gonna introduce uh, the very briefly, like a very crude introduction of the groups or people uh, and what the story was about in their words to remind everybody. And then I was gonna ask a question that the people who, who wrote as well as uh, everybody else, please, can address. Um, so first, uh, the word carbon uh, was written by uh, Francisco Mojica and the Eurasian Underground Library, which the Eurasia Underground Library is loosely to uh, overview a kind of flexible library an educational structure that also takes Eurasia as a form of like a basis of understanding that goes beyond um, a kind of a globally understood perspective or, or international or something like this. Uh, climate colonialism by Catherine McBride and the climate justice code. Oh, right, sorry, and the story. And the story from on carbon was kind of about proposing it as a new C word. Uh, so redrawing its understanding and suggestions of how it could be useful, including some examples of stories that kind of complicate narratives and can make carbon a sort of interdisciplinary epistemological understanding. Um, Climate colonialism is from Catherine McBride and the Climate Justice Code Working Group, which the Climate Justi Co Justice Code Working Group comes out of the previous assembly uh, of last year. And they're working on a climate code for arts organizations in Europe, mostly. Um, and their story um, 
was about kind of creating and using this word again also and thinking about it through thinking about environmental and climate activism um, through, of course, ec uh, uh, economic, ecological and effective uh, disparities, including addressing um, how histories and legacies continuing of colonialism um, affect uh, the kind of work that's possible or necessary in climate activism. Uh, Community by Plato Hedro and Arts Collaboratory. Uh, Arts Collaboratory is a network or platform of different arts groups or organizations uh, and people that promotes and it creates uh, socially engaged and transformative arts practices. And um, the story in community was uh, talking about community coming from the nexus of action and learning. And they talked about neighborhood projects and how the difficulties and the practices of creating open, vulnerable, common spaces, um, amongst other things. Then cycling from Meryl Swartz, Asia uh, Komorova, Chel Blanco, or the Outsiders of the Traveling Farm Museum of Forgotten Skills, which that is a kind of community farming educational storytelling uh, activity that travels and creates different kinds of projects, shares food, shares stories and, and strategies. And the cycling was also kind of uh, coming up with different forms of the word and how it can be implemented interdisciplinarily uh, together to connect stories and knowledges. And then curating from Anders Utrecht. And Anders Utrecht is um, a research group that uh, is working towards ecologically sustainable and socially just ways of doing things through for instance, working through and with the university amongst other things. And the use of the word curating um, is uh, the idea of curating, kind of changing up the thing, using curating instead of the word managing to think about creating spaces or syllabi or different kinds of what I would call like resource guides um, and this idea of, of curating. So that was the brief overview. <laughs> I hope that that made sense and will help us to integrate into this. Um, and something that I noticed amongst everybody, um, but especially these five keywords is a lot of it has to do um, with redefining words and creating interdisciplinary multiple uses for them to turn them into practices or strategies to come up with like a sort of spatial operational structure for them. Um, and in creating environments with accountability structurally implemented. Um, and so something that I was curious about for all of you uh, in this idea of adapting things across genres is what is a tool or a strategy that you had to or decided to adapt from another project or practice uh, for the work involved in your C word? Um, and what about it changed or transformed for your specific context that you were adapting it to and why? Does that make sense as a question? Um, yeah, and, and that's mostly, while you're thinking of it, mostly just uh, because so much of what we're doing in this, in this uh, with all these people is about bringing things together and using things in new ways. And there's so many examples in all of these C words of how people are doing that. Um, so I can call on people or uh, people who are 
interested in going first and have an idea can can start. Does anybody? I can start. Great, please. Yeah, hello everybody. Uh, yeah, uh, in my case, I think that the, the carbon uh, issue, let's call it that way, uh, works in two different uh, levels. Uh, so, so, so to say, uh, first is a is a metaphor to start questioning the boundaries between, our, or as uh, somebody already said it here, like interweaving realities, right? So it's a metaphor, which of course is very connected to climate change and to environmentalism and these sort of issues. But at the same time, it's very connected to, let's say, a more material perspective. And, and it has a very material effects. So in a way, it's uh, uh, these two levels of understanding of carbon. Uh, one of my ideas is to bring them together which is something that I, I can also recognize in a lot of the proposals that we've been discussing here, not only here, but also in our different scenarios. So it's not just about uh, having a, a new metaphor or a new way to explain in the world or just uh, maybe even a gimmick, an epistemological gimmick to, 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 to transcend our own narratives and perspectives, but also how to bring them together in the, in the discussion. Right, so um, and and I think it's also about opening uh, the discussion for uh, other cosmogonies, other ways to see the world that are are pretty much against like the Western Enlightenment uh, proposal or divisions, but that are more uh, embodied in uh, everyday practices or in everyday uh, scenarios. Yeah, great. Thank you. Super interesting. Um, does somebody else want to kind of speak to the question on this? And then I think we can kind of open it up because once we have all of these kinds of ideas of how things are adapting and changing, then hopefully it'll spur recognition in your guys' own practices as well. And maybe I can jump in to say something about um, what we're doing um, uh, from our position um, in this uh, group um, that I'm part of, and there's Utrecht, which is basically a group of uh, teachers and uh, and and uh, researchers at the university, um, um, and so we, we we talk about curating as a way of uh, you know creating um, um, alternative spaces or the back. Conditions for other um, spaces of learning together, and I think in here one of the strategies is um, is um, to not position ourselves in this idea of bringing in alternative or epistemologies and types of knowledges, not putting ourselves as the center of the conversation or of the learning process, but how to think about learning and unlearning and unlearning at the same time um, and how to provoke that um, um, yeah that that um, learning and learning to happen um, and one way uh, that we do this when thinking about space is also to take us out of the space of the university outside the university and bring in other spaces and other people to, to the university. So blurring the boundaries between um, 
um, yeah, separated or fragmented um, epistemological spaces, but also clearly geographical spaces um, that we evolve in or learn from um, when, when we're moving. Thank you. Um, can I come in now, Whitney? Please. Yeah, so I was thinking, this is really thinking while I'm talking, it's not very pre-formulated, but um, one is about um, an idea and thinking about, um, that, that I'm just speaking very personally, like not for the CJC as a whole, but thinking about the idea of like extraction as a model and a practice. And then so in a way, like if we're talking about taking something and turning it into something else, just using that for me that's been a very helpful just to think about like what is not non-extraction in, in anything in terms of like it could be like applied to any of these c words what is like non-extractive community or non-extractive coin um oh yes yeah, sorry sorry terrible abbreviation abbreviations climate justice code um and the other thing i was thinking um is money um because i was thinking like on the one hand i feel quite i'm trying i think the like thinking about the fact that things like live in silos and we take things from one to another and like use it feels kind of difficult for me at the moment but i um yeah i think money and i and i, and I would say like money like within the climate justice code itself money has maybe been one of the most contentious and complicated things but when I think of um, when I think of I don't so when I think of like what oh man I'm really unarticulate at the moment but I'm thinking about like actually in terms of climate justice the the necessity like the accumulation of wealth that exists in certain places um and what to do like just and sort of redistribution and divestment and reparations and so thinking so if we think so rather than thinking about a tool of like what we've brought into our practice that's helped us I'm actually thinking about what tools do we have access to that we can divest from as something as a as someone who's situated in like um the Netherlands right now um I can't be clearer than that sorry no that was great thank you Thank you, I appreciate it. Super interesting, mm -hmm. uh, especially Maybe these- Maybe I can continue? Please. I'm not sure if I understood it like perfectly, <laughs> but uh, I have a little thing to say uh, to contribute with the um, topic of community. Uh, here in Colombia, the word community is very used, it's so much used that sometimes it's like an empty word. Uh, and uh, we brought this word community related with one territory, with a, a neighborhood experience that is, um, let's say, a revitalization of an abandoned space that right now is a community space and it's a park, community park. So it was interesting because we, we've been working on this neighborhood for many years. I mean, Platoedro started in 2004 and from 2009, we are active on this uh, neighborhood in this area of the city. 
Uh, and what we realized is that this neighborhood has uh, people that uh, don't trust much with each other because of many different logics that are on this uh, space. Different logics, I mean, from actors that uh, um, are dedicated to drug dealing <laughs> to other uh, youth that maybe don't have much um, um, opportunities for uh, studying, for working as, uh, in a formal uh, way. And let's say many, many different actors with different logics, and some of them are very in a contradiction. So at the same time that this uh, logic of non-trust match to each other happens, at the same time, we saw these practices of doing mingas and convites that are these gatherings for a common purpose, a specific one, um, let's say for, for example, in this park for uh, revitalizing and building a gardening space, uh, they tend to work, even though there's this logic of non trusting much to each other. For some specific things, people can uh, join <laughs> and they enjoy doing it. Uh, and then what we realized when we, uh, let's say, uh, helped to um, this space to um, uh, flourish uh, was that these different logics are at the same time on this common space. I mean, we are always like trying to promote the uh, collective care of this space, but sometimes the logic uh, here is like, okay, who's in charge of this park? Because in this territory, someone is always in charge. Some, some actor will always be in charge. So let's say the challenge is that, uh, let's say the community appropriation of this space and without not, um, not being only one logic, but like the diversity of the, this neighborhood and also the city to appear uh, here. So, um, yeah, so uh, our ideas of our idea of community that we brought from action and learning was this idea of doing things together that maybe are not a, don't start by trusting each other, but they build like some situations of trusting each other at that moment. And then we keep on living together as we can, like with this, all these different logics. So I'm not sure if I explained it very well, but this was the idea I wanted to share with you. <laughs> I want to say something very short about to complement to complement the about this space uh, manga libre is from Plato Edu House. Uh, it's very special this place because uh, this process is happened very organic, natural. Is we we use the tool to listen to the people um, to generate conversation with the child and and try to to ask them why they um, imagine in this place and try to. Um, to change to change the paradigm, the public of something different are common, and try to the, the people uh, appropriate this this place, um, and not necessarily the government support this place. Is the is the place that the people. But we have many conflicts in this place because the the lady with the dog 
come in this place, uh, but at the same time, it's young people um, smoking uh, weed. And at the same time, we have to, to let it be the people. Uh, uh, have, uh, we have to trust in the people and they maybe resolve the conflict very organic and natural. Only the, the tool is listen and generate conversation and try to, to interpret what is the dream the people in this place. This is very special, the, the, the tool for us, the listen to the people. Yeah, definitely. That's a huge part of collaborative work, trying to figure out how to interpret the dream of the people involved. I like that a lot. Thanks. Um, Somebody from cycling, you want to, uh, Asia, Meryl, Jill. Hey, um, hello. Uh, Meryl is not here, she is at the wedding, <laughs> which is also a form of comedy. Um, well, if I understand the question correctly, um, for us, for our project, for the Traveling Farm Museum, what we uh, took as a tool, uh, for the next project is we really wanted to keep the network we have built uh, with, uh, uh, within the farm. Um, but it was also a challenge during COVID also to say during the pandemic. And our main, our main um, challenge is so, so far um, how to keep common in during the pandemic. And we tried to answer those question by designing a tool for commoning. Maybe Jay can, uh, I can show an image and Jay can, sh can talk about it. Let me try to share screen. Hi everyone, I'm Jay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Do you see my screen? Yes, yes we do. Okay, I will try to find uh, the tool. Uh, here's it, yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's a famous bicycle <laughs> or the traveling car museum as we call it um yeah we designed this uh this uh moving uh, museum let's say um because uh, as you can see on the back there is this farm where you we used to gather and um, and learn or, or learn about uh, ecology and and living together uh, with the community of the neighborhood uh, we use that farm on the background for uh, for an, about a, a year or a year and a half. And well, what happened is that at some point the farm was sold, and um, yeah, we had to leave uh, that temporary space. Uh, it was given to us for a, for a certain time, so we had to to move on. And um, and uh, at, at the moment we became farmless. We decided to to build up a farm that, that moves around and, and brings people from from one place of the city to the to the to the rural areas uh, outside the, the city or sometimes the rural areas can be also within the city but you have to find them uh, in the in the fabric in the urban fabric sometimes we have like a, a vegetable gardens uh, hidden uh, in in the backyards of a school for instance or uh, a pet farm that it's uh, um, taking care of ponies, but it's really in, 
next to the next to the or in the city itself and ponies are like like um like walking around the the highway almost no like uh, it's a, <laughs> we, this is an, the the beautiful thing of this neighborhood that it's uh, it was built on a farmland and you have all these uh, history layers uh, in the in in this new neighborhood so you can you can if you look a bit around you can find this uh, uh, these uh, stories uh, from the past uh, still happening like you can see in this image um this tractor in the middle of the of the road um well these kind of things are happening very very close to the city but but you know like in order to to bring people to the farm uh, we decided to create this bicycle because the distances are uh, sometimes a bit bigger than just walking and the idea was indeed to bring in the community with us uh, in the bicycle to the farms instead of like gathering in the same farm where we used to gather in the past. We would go and visit other other farms that are uh, farming in a in a more natural way or more sustainable way, just to learn from them. And uh, and the idea of the bicycle was also because of the pandemic, as Asia had explained uh, a moment ago, because she, yeah. How to gather in uh, in COVID times uh, when we have to keep a distance and we cannot uh, gather with a big group. Uh, so that was a way to 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 create those gatherings and to keep learning and commoning uh, together. Uh, as you can see here, like these groups that we were gathering were always small, but that makes it more intimate intimate to to have a conversation and to. And to learn from the farmer, for instance, this is Bert Peter, who is uh, farming with, uh, with, with cows, biological uh, farm of cows. Um, and, uh, and yeah, th those, those small group uh, make the conversation way more yeah, inter yeah. interactive. Maybe yeah. if I can jump in, Jay, yeah. because we have limited time, but uh, as Babke was saying in the beginning, the fact of uh, ritual, it's very important also in, in, in this project. So gather by small groups, cycle together, form one body by cycling together, have conversation in open air and visit places where you would not be able to visit if you would not have a bike. Um, mm. And so it's like a roaming exhibition, but actually the, the content of, of the museum is filled by the people we are visiting. Um, so it's a bit, it's a bit complex, but actually I think we, we start to understand that this was a very powerful tool after, uh, after we end up, uh, so to say when the winter came and we could not cycle anymore together. So now we are hibernating, but hopefully we can come together again and come and again when it's going to be warmer on this part of the, of the planet. Yeah, and, and also just the last thing to say, because we started the, this format because of pandemic, but we believe that it was helping us to design such a such a powerful tool that it can be even implemented after the pandemic. I, we, we believe in this way of like, yeah, in this way of like commoning and, and learning from each other and, and, and bridging the gap between the rural and the urban. I think it's a very powerful tool for, for now, but also for, the, for after uh, post-COVID, <laughs> let's say. 
So maybe, maybe Whitney, if we can uh, throw the question back, uh, like what did you bring back from your project, but also like how to continue commoning with the tool, tools we are learning now during the pandemic, because it's really challenging at the moment. Uh, um, can you stop <laughs> screen really quick so I can see people's faces to help get a temperature? <laughs> uh, I think that sounds like a really interesting question to throw back also for people uh, from the, the panel officially, but also um, to open it up. We've got about five minutes. I think they're going to ring a bell really soon. <laughs> um, and it'd be great to hear more people. Can you stop sharing your, your screen, Asya? I can't stop it for some reason. Thank you. Yeah, how will we continue commenting with these tools, right? Or if people want to speak more. If that one needs a bit of time to think on, something else that I was also thinking about is people can one just speak to these, these C words and the tools that people spoke of as well, if you'd like, just bring what you want to bring in. Or also, I think it's always interesting to hear about different kinds of lessons you have to learn while doing it. I think a lot of you spoke to some difficult lessons you have to learn um, while creating these projects or using these tools, but that's another thing that might be helpful in this context to speak to. Can I just make a really brief point about um, time? Like I think, or for me, where I keep coming to at the moment with all of these struggles is time and how um, it's like the, this, because the, these practices are endless. So, and it's sort of like how, how like what, like, how to keep working endlessly with the tools that we have in a situation that's kind of based on like finitude. Um, and I, yeah, that I, that's where I am with that. Maybe I uh, like to respond to that. Um, um, yeah, endlessness of this like process-based collective work, and but what I gather from our gathering is there there uh, there is this uh, usefulness of having object and appropriating the branding uh, and ritualizing having this repetitive uh, structure that could sustain uh, somewhat messy or endless. Uh, form of uh, doing things together. Can I say something? Please do. Yeah, also, I think, uh, I mean, beyond the specificities of each uh, project, we, I, I would say that we, we would need also to think long-term, that all these narratives and all this work should be seen not in a timeline, of course, always time and resources are limited, but if we manage to embody what we are saying and we were doing, and to have like a long-term perspective about them, 
in a way, it also means that we don't get disappointed of not seeing results uh, immediately. So I think it's also a, a matter of perspective of what, what we are doing and the, the, the timeline of our processes. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. It can be difficult to uh, straddle the idea of having what we would think of as concrete results and then other kinds of practices or enablings or differences in the way you do things that um, are a lot more difficult to quantify in like traditionally documented ways. So maybe there's things that are changing and things that are results that are happening. Um, but it's a lot more difficult than knowing, well, we planned this action and we did it or we had this many people in this room and we made this thing. So that was a really, that's a really important point that you just made, I think. I also saw someone raising um, their hands. Thank you. Clementine, I think, right? Yeah. I sort of raised my hand, but then it went a little bit off topic. Um, I guess I was thinking about ritual and this commenting thing and, this uh, question that Catherine raised about uh, persistence and it um, it brought to mind like if have you read like any Octavia Butler interviews she's always on about like habit is persistence in practice habit is persistence in practice and like polishing and returning and I guess I was thinking about ritual in relation to habit and ritual being almost like a kind of elevated uh, or rarefied kind of habit and I don't know if this is a comment, commenting thing, but this is, speaks more to this time thing of, um, uh, I don't know, returning to a thing and returning to a thing. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's speaking directly to where the conversation went just now, but it was something I was, that came to mind. Yeah. And speaking of time, <laughs> I believe this is the end of this little nugget. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, it's really interesting. And please keep putting stuff in the editorial page uh, so the conversation can go in ways beyond just speaking at each other in Zoom more and more. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. It was great to hear from you all. Thank you. Thank you, Whitney. Maybe we should try turning our mics like closer to the end, all of us, <laughs> to hear each other. Um, so we will have a, a break again and then we come back for the last table. Luke, are you ready for music? <laughs> yeah, I like to say hey, hi everyone. Hi Maricia. <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi. I'm going to put the camera on again. Hi, Vina. Hi, Hello. Alex. Hello. Hi. Monia. Hi, hi. 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 Hi, Vina, Catherine. Music. Hey, see you later. See you. Yeah.